This is the Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell, and we're presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. Make sure you're tuning in to all the podcasts we have for you. We've got Fargo Watch Party. We're taking a break, but we got season one, season two out there for you. You can listen to those with Stephen Merriweather. Brianna Donnell has a Modern Woman podcast for you every Monday. She got a guest coming up that you are going to be so happy to see. I can't wait for you to hear her next guest. And I, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm really excited for you. We got, you know, Stephen Merriweather on for the Modern Tech Talk. He's talking to us about billionaires and billionaires. You know, we fucking hate billionaires, but. There's this billionaire space race. He's giving a little update on that. And with Jeff Bezos stepping down as the CEO of Amazon, he's kind of giving a little history of the origin stories of Amazon from here or from now till then or from then till now, whatever. For my monologue today, I just as a I just want to touch on. I just don't know. That's what, just add a question mark. You know, if you're thinking in your head, like, what's going on right now, just think of a question mark. Because I'm usually a very optimistic, very optimistic person. And I just don't know. I just, we got extreme heat over in the Pacific Northwest. You got floods in Germany for the, the worst floods in 500 years. You got condos falling down in Miami. It's just... And then, you know, politics are politics and nothing's ever going to get right. And we're never going to actually help the people. We got billionaires paying an extreme amount of money to try and go to space instead of helping people. You got people not getting vaccines because all the misinformation. And I'm not here saying, you know, Facebook is a public company. I'm not saying they are should be doing have to do something but everyone's spreading misinformation and they think that you're gonna go get rats coming out of your body or you're gonna go get a superpower which have these people you know how much you love superhero movies and now you're afraid you're gonna be a mutant if you get the vaccine all right i got the vaccine as soon as possible i got my vaccine back in march and i'm under 30 healthy man and i got mine as soon as i could and i'm perfectly fine but now this Delta variant, according to everyone, is it's going to create the pandemic of the unvaccinated. So it's not going to affect the vaccinated. But still, like so much unknown. I just don't know. Like I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I thought the world was going to turn to normal immediately. I don't know now. You don't know if it's going to be hot in the summer or cold in the winter. Yeah. Just things. Just think. Look, senior Mr. Fucking Rapist, say it loud, and I'll say it with my chest. Rapist, Dr. Bill Cosby, got released from prison on a technicality. Like, I don't know. I don't know what is going on in the world. But... But I guess we just have to hope we got to, you know, you just got to hope that I don't even that's what I'm saying. I don't know what to hope for. 
because it's just kind of chaos. I feel like the 2020s, that's what I'm just going to say. I don't know, but I think the 2020s are going to be a decade of chaos until we get this shit on, until we figure out how to actually help people, how to be a little more empathetic and compassionate as a society. And that doesn't mean just to each other. That means to the environment, which includes each other. Until we learn how to respect one another and this earth that we live on, it's going to be mayhem. And I think that's what the 2020s are going to be about. They're going to be a decade of us trying to fight this urge to just, because we're all humans and we're all animals and your animal instinct is survival. And that's a selfish instinct because you're thinking of your own personal survival. But now we have to think about the greater good. And I think the 2020s will be a fight for that greater good. It'll be a struggle within ourselves to think of less selfish intentions and hopefully 2030s, a lot less chaos and a lot less, but you know, we're going through it, but hopefully we make it through better as a, as a world society. I'm not talking about just America. The whole world is going through this right now and we all have to stand together and not pay um, millions of dollars to go to space. But now I'm going to let you listen to Steven. So happy to have back for, I think, third or fourth time. We got co-founder of the Modern Podcast Network, co-host of Fargo Watch Party. And what, what what's your title at Stride? What, what other title do you want me to tell the people you got? Um, I'm, I'm a... a Associate a professor. <laughs> I'm not an associate professor yet. Getting there. Um, I'm I'm the world's programmer. That's what I. The am. world's programmer. Okay, I like that. The world's programmer. Okay. All right. How you doing, Stephen? Good. Back for another segment of the Modern Tech Talk. Yeah. Back for the Modern Tech Talk. What are you bringing to the Modern Tech Talk today? What were okay. you t- teaching me about? What are we talking about today? Well, two things. Um, first thing, I don't know if you saw. But Jeff Bezos stepped down as CEO of Amazon. I did not see that. But this that's is, pretty I think this is a pretty big deal. And I think it's worth yeah. talking about. I think it's worth talking about the history of Amazon for a little bit and just talk about what this means. I recently read a book called The Everything Store by Brad okay. Stone. It's, um, the biog- it's the biography of Amazon. Um, and so, you know, everyone knows Amazon today. They're this giant company. You can buy anything you want in two days. Like, it's amazing. But where did Amazon start? Like, what, what was the beginning of Amazon? We also probably all know that Amazon was started by Jeff Bezos. He's the richest man in the world. He has, I think, maybe over $200 billion now. Amazon has made him incredibly rich. Who is Jeff Bezos? Where did it start? Um, so... Jeff Bezos started Amazon in the mid '90s, like 1994. Um, at the time, he was working um, at a hedge fund in Wall St- on Wall Street. So he was a Wall Street guy. He was in his like early 30s, late 20s, um, and this thing called the internet came to be, this and thing. and he thought. Um, it was just a thing back then. I know, I know. Like, yeah, it was just another thing. Yeah, yeah. And now it's everything. Now it's everything. And he thought that the internet would be this transformational thing that you could, uh, it, and it would sort of upend the typical dynamics of 
commerce and and trade and everything. So he thought, okay, he, he was very sort of mathematical about it. He thought, yeah. okay, this internet is this new transformational thing. Um, I need to get on it as fast as possible because it's exploding extremely fast. Um, there's this quote that he gave in like the early 2000s at talking about the history of Amazon. And he talks about how he was working at this hedge fund. Um, it was the middle of the year uh, and like three or four months, he was supposed to get this massive bonus, like in the millions of dollars. Like he, he was a pretty rich guy already, not like billionaire rich, but had a few million dollars. He was going to get this. Um, Damn. Yeah, he was going to get this, you know, multi-million dollar bonus. Um, but he made a decision to quit his job three months before that bonus because he saw the Internet growing so fast that if he didn't get on it today, right then, it would be too late. Probably not true looking back, but that's what he believed. And he gave this <laughs> quote. He was talking to a bunch of students and he said the Internet was growing at uh, it was growing 40,000 times like every day or something yeah. like every every it's reach. Yeah, it's every week or every month, some some like short time period like that. Um, and 40,000 times, let's say every week, like that's an incredible growth rate. Yeah. But what's funny is he actually got the quote wrong when he gave this speech in the early 2000s. It was growing at 400,000 times every week. Thousand. Wow. So the early, like the beginnings of the internet was just exploding. He saw this idea, he saw this opportunity to like do commerce on the internet. Um, and so the next thing he did is what, I wanna sell stuff on the internet and on the internet, what do I sell? And so he literally like sat down at his kitchen table and wrote down what are the, th what are, what are things that are vast in quantity, small and therefore easy to ship and um, people like enjoy, like people, people want. Um, second on that list was like CDs. Um, first on the list was books. Yeah, books. There's, there's three million books in, in print. Um, books are, are never going to go away. They're sort of small and easy to ship. And so he decided he was going to start Amazon and it was going to be a bookstore and they were going to sell books on the internet. Um, and f what they did for the first few years is they built a website. Someone would purchase a book. They would then go walk to a local bookstore, find the book, and then sell it. And then like package it up and like ship it to the customer. Yeah. And that was Amazon for like the first year. Yeah. Um, and then they exploded and so they formed, you know, relationships with book publishers and eventually it became more automated. And then eventually they expanded to other verticals. And what's interesting is you, you think of Amazon now, today they sell everything, but the way they got there was first they sold books, then they sold CDs, and they like ramped up their CD business. Then they sold, I forget what the third thing was, but then they sold like video games. I thought it was uh, shoes. Am I wrong? Because I thought when they acquired Zappos, that's when they exploded. They or was uh, that wrong? Sh or shoes was down was the line. Like shoes yeah. was down the line, but they did they did require some shoe companies. Um, they had they had a hard time getting into shoes because. For, for, for some other reasons, but what I think it's interesting to just think about the way you sell everything is you start with one thing and then you add a second thing and then a third thing. And then 30 years later, not, not quite like 25 to 30 years later, 
you add another vertical every so often, now you're truly the everything store, right? Yeah, I have a question just in, we're talking about the history of Amazon and how Amazon got so big. And I just remember the era, I remember when Amazon was mainly books and I'm wondering how did Amazon become Amazon over eBay or like overstock.com, which back, I remember back in like 2006, 2007, those two websites were bigger everything stores. Um, so not Amazon. Maybe main, not eBay. No, actually, Amazon's main competitor was eBay. Overstock.com wasn't really on Amazon's radar. Um, really? But eBay, yeah, eBay was. Yeah. And eBay was a bigger company. eBay, um, they both went public in the 90s. Um, eBay's like market cap was two or three times the size of Amazon. Um, everyone thought that you know, Amazon has all like they're trying to like ship goods to people and, 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 you know, they're buying all this goods and keeping it in warehouses. And eBay is just like a middleman that just trans, you know, does a transaction between two people. And so um, people, you know, investors, analysts or whatever were saying that Amazon's business is not as good because they have all these like real world costs that eBay doesn't. Um, and they went out because they provided a better customer experience, right? Like um, eBay, eBay is just a middleman. So uh, anybody can replicate what eBay is doing. The only, the only thing that eBay has is just like the name recognition. Yeah. Um, Amazon ended up building their own auction site. It didn't do very well, but um, eBay wasn't the everything store. They, they were the store that you could sell stuff on and people could buy stuff on and um, you know, back in the day, you there was no like buy now on eBay, so the bids lasted a week yeah. or more. Like people just want just want to buy stuff. So, so did over, you know over time, Amazon just took over the lead, and now is Amazon. So was it from? Do you know when from the conception time of when they started the warehouse? Because I remember I sold stuff on Amazon like it would be an eBay. You know what I mean? Like I would put stuff on, and then still to this day they say like you can make money. But like yeah. buying toilet paper, diapers, and resale. So when did Amazon started to like okay, let's invest in Whole Foods and all this, and because they did yeah. both, right? They they were that middleman and then started investing in their own. As yeah. Well. So so like ten years after Amazon started, they they introduced the uh, uh, I forget. I think it's called the like I think it's called marketplace. But basically, they allowed third party sellers to sell stuff on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't the original sort of goal. Originally, Amazon was buying all of this product and then selling it back. Um, but it actually started with toys. So um, toys is so whenever Amazon wanted to expand into a new vertical, the like executive team would get together and basically do the same exercise that Bezos did at the beginning. What's the thing that there's a lot of that people want that's easy to ship? And eventually they came to toys. Um, they try to do toys themselves. They try to like buy from Toys R Us and all these places, but just was never really good at it. And, and eventually realized that um, forming a partnership with Toys R Us and Toys R Us at, at one point was the exclusive toy seller on Amazon.com. Um, they could, uh, that would just be better for their business and um, they would have more selection and Toys R Us already has deals with all of the toy makers. And so, um, and so they, they formed this exclusive partnership with Toys R Us. 
Um, and then they did it again with another vertical. And then they realized, you know, there's a thing here where we let other people sell their goods on Amazon. And that right. seems to be working. So we're going to like open that up to everyone. And so they created this like Amazon marketplace and now anybody could be a seller. Um, but it started with that like first agreement with Toys R Us. Wow. Didn't know that. Now yeah. Toys R Us is RIP. Yeah, RIP. That, that's what happens to everybody who enters in an agreement with Amazon. I know. That's what it's like. It's like, yeah, it's like they are bad, bad, yeah, bad partner. It's like trading with, you know, or they say trading with Daryl Morey or something. Like you're always going to lose working with yeah, Amazon. Truly, truly you are. So um, Amazon and the book pub publishers have always had this like, uh, this this relationship where like it's mutually beneficial, but they also both hate each other. Um, and so what Amazon would do is they would buy books wholesale and then charge them and then lose money on each book. So they would charge less than what the book's worth because um, they had the capital to do it. Yeah. Bezos was like, this is a better customer experience. Like, you know, they're getting books for cheaper, blah, blah, blah. Um, but book publishers were upset because you know, a, a brand new book comes out, a new Harry Potter comes out. They want, they want, that's like, you know, that's a big release. They want to price that like it's like special and big. And so they wanted to sell it for like 30 bucks or something. And Amazon's like, no, we're going to sell it for 20 bucks or 10 bucks. Um, and so the publishers accused Amazon of like cheapening their product. Um, and, and that's why they had such a hard time going, getting into the shoe business because Nike and all these other shoe companies wouldn't sell to them because they knew what mm -hmm. Amazon does is they buy it, under like lower the price, cheapen the product, and now that hurts the entire industry. Yeah. And so, um, so that Amazon has had that reputation for a long time. Uh, so sellers desperately try not to sell on Amazon, but um, it got it got to a point where like they're just so big you have to sell on them because. You're just losing, you know, you just, you just can't because they're so big. I knew that happened more present day, but I didn't know that was like from inception. That was kind of their yeah. plan was to just, you know, I guess because they had so much capital. It's like Netflix of Marketplace. They had so much capital and yeah. or so much uh, funding and not a lot of capital. So they just would invest, invest and buy out markets and stuff. And, and, and they literally have tools that scrape the Internet for prices of objects and then we'll lower their price to the mm -hmm. lowest price they find on the internet. So yeah. you're, so uh, Jeff Bezos wants Amazon to be the, the place you go to find whatever you want at the cheapest possible price. Cause now, I even, I would do that. Do I would be yeah. like at Ross and I'm like, should I get this bath mat here? Let me look on Amazon. And I'm like, is it cheaper on Amazon? Uh, but now I'm like, if it's a couple dollars more expensive here, I'll get it cause it's here and I'm just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, rather than um, wait. So, so Amazon has been, I mean, uh, Amazon has been led by Jeff Bezos for the past 25 years. He's been the CEO and he, he finally stepped down the other day, um, like a week and a half ago. He is still going to be around, but he's not longer, he's no longer going to be running the company. He has all these other projects going on. Um, and the head of AWS, which was their like cloud Thanks. computing um, service business, is now the new CEO of Amazon. His name is Andy Jassy. Andy Chassy? Jassy, J-A-S-S-E-Y. And what do you, does this, have they announced anything? What's this mean for the future of Amazon and any changes you think? Um, 
I don't think so. Like Andy Jassy, there's a couple of, so the executive team at Amazon is called the S team. And the, there are a couple of members of the S team that have been around since the very early days. We're talking since 1990s or early 2000s. Andy Jassy got his MBA at Harvard, joined Amazon right after graduating. He's been, his, been at Amazon his entire life. He's now in his like 40s. Damn. So he's been at Amazon his entire life. He's been on the S team for over a decade. Like these people are like stewed in Amazon culture and money. Um, so, so just, you know, Jeff Bezos is leaving. He's probably, even though he's, he's not really a good guy, he's probably the greatest like business mind in the world has ever seen. And in history, he created Amazon, which is this $2 trillion company. Um, but you know, every, all of the S team members know how he thinks and how he works and how, what the business is. And so nothing's going to change. Okay. Bezos just gets to enjoy his $20 billion. Oh man. Like speaking what? of Bezos enjoying his $20 billion, um, we've all seen over the past 200, not 20, 200 over the past week or so is there's now a billionaire space race. So that's the other thing I want to talk about is all these billionaires, want to go to space. So you wow. had um, Richard Branson, who yeah. uh, started like all the Virgin group stuff. Virgin he has Virgin Mobile. Airlines, yeah. Virgin Mobile. He now has a company called Virgin Galactic. <laughs> and he went to space and back um, last week. He was in space for three or four hours um, and then came back. Okay. Um, it might have been minutes. That like, sounds more realistic. Yeah, it might have been minutes. Spent a couple three. hours. I'm like, okay, all right. I think it's through minutes came back. The, the goal for Virgin Galactic is to sell tickets. Um, and so they're going for $250,000 a pop. Of course. There's a, a local travel agent here in Rochester who bought one. So he's going up sometime next year. Uh, Another reason Jeff, not to help poor people, but okay. Jeff Bezos <laughs> has a space company called Blue Origin. He went up today, Tuesday, July 20th. Same thing, was up for a little bit, came back down. Um, he called it the greatest day of his life. Um, he, uh, I think the plan for Blue Origin is also to like sell tickets. Um, this trip, they auctioned off a single ticket um, and that, that auction ended up going for $28 million. Um, but, the guy who won couldn't make it because he was too busy. And so he's going to reschedule for some time next year. <laughs> so you have billionaires. I wish you could see the face that I'm. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, billionaires and uber rich people are booking their tickets to space. It's it's a billionaire roller coaster. You wait in line for a long time. You pay a bunch of money. You the ride lasts for a few minutes and you come back down. Um, Wow. Yeah, and, and then, of course, Elon Musk has his own company, SpaceX. Um, I, I don't think the goal of SpaceX is to do, uh, like, tourism. They're, like, putting satellites in space and stuff. But Elon Musk has already signed up um, to go on, like, I think the next flight of Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. So the next time it goes up, sometime later this year, he's going to go up, too. He had to pay the 250 grand. His company isn't fast enough for the genius. 
And it's just not, I, I, I don't think it's the goal. Like, I don't, I don't think his okay. company's goal is to put people in space. It's to put, like, satellites in space. And then I, I maybe one day, like, go to Mars and whatever. Maybe take people to Mars. Like, I, Elon Musk is weird. He's, 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 Elon Musk is trying to do, like, 2050 stuff. Richard Branson just wants to make 250000 a pop to send people to space. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Oh, I'm like, all right, if you wanted to have the space station up there and, like, wanted to look, perform, have life up there, do, oh, I'm so for that. You have the money, go do that. But no, let's create a giant billionaire roller coaster so people can say they fucking went to space, had dinner in space. To, you know, it's a 250 grand roller coaster ride, like you said. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that's that's what I got for you this week. You got Jeff Bezos stepping down, new leader at Amazon, and a billionaire space race. Yeah, I know. Sucks for Jeff Bezos' kids. You know, greatest day of his life sucks for all the Amazon. You know, greatest day of his life was those couple minutes in space. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. When when you when you got two hundred billion dollars, who needs kids or a family or, or whatever? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, just joking. Kidding. Joking. <laughs> uh, but thank you. Thank you for the modern tech talk, Stephen. Of course. And another fun fact about Amazon, right before we leave, one more fun fact for, for everyone. Um, after Amazon went public and they became big, um, they, they, needed some, some, they needed to be more efficient at shipping people, like stuff to people. Um, and so they started poaching a bunch of Walmart executives. There's a bunch of like longtime Walmart people. They're the king of retail. Like we're trying to be them. We're going to poach other executives. Um, a few years later, like two and a half years later, they all were fired. <laughs> Why? It's, it's because Walmart is good at shipping a bunch of stuff to a few store locations. Yeah. Amazon needs to be good at shipping a little bit of stuff everywhere. And so the Walmart people came in and built warehouses and processes, the, the exact ones they built at Walmart, but that's not what Amazon needed. They, right. they needed, in fact, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, smaller um, ones. But I thought that was a funny, funny anecdote. I'm not gonna lie, even if I was an uh, executive at Walmart, I'm not taking pride in that. I'm just saying, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. It just doesn't seem like our, it's a business that promotes like quality, efficiency, anything I mean, but they're good at it like yeah yeah they are good at what they do but i'm just saying i don't want to be associated with their brand eh, i mean i don't know Meh. when you when you're working you know in 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 hq making lots of money it's the biggest brand in the world like yeah. the problems you have to solve when you work for companies that big or unlike problems anywhere else you're right you're right so, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm shitting on walmart for no reason. Yeah, Walmart. Walmart's a good company. Yeah, but hey, I'll send you my resume, Walmart. You know, you you need a modern man. I'm your guy. All right. You know where Walmart's headquarters are? Alabama, like Wisconsin. Oh, I knew it was somewhere, but fuck no. <laughs> Fayetteville, Alabama. Really, it's next, Fayetteville. Yeah. Oh next God. stop for JD, Fayetteville, yeah. Alabama. I am. Nope. I'm good. I'm good. Just like if you want Sonic headquarters, you'll be in Oklahoma City. Oh, my God. All right, J.D., this is fun. I'll be back right. in a few weeks. Thanks for joining me, Stephen. Modern Tech Talk. Bye, J.D. Bye. All I do is win, win.
the first win. And you were you were in it to win it. You make a choice to win, and you win. Winning, 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 winning. Okay, this is a new segment of the podcast where we have wins. Wins are described as things you intentionally sought to accomplish and then accomplish them. And on this part of the podcast is when we want to highlight those wins. So a win for me recently is just today. I woke up. I wanted to run. I wanted to run long. I wanted to do a good cardio day. I ran the furthest I went in a long time. I ran nine miles. That's a win for me. Also, I wanted to have a self-care day. I just wanted to go to the movies by myself, relax, chill. Went and saw Black Widow. Nice theater by myself. My first movie I've seen since the pandemic. Those are a win. So I want everyone, each day, remember, whatever you do in life, it doesn't have to be a big win. It doesn't have to be the promotion you've been seeking for years. It doesn't have to be something that took years and years of effort and even months, even days. It could be something you sought yesterday and accomplished today. That's a win. I want you to write it down. I want you to tell me. Let me know. Because we celebrate wins on this podcast. That's it for this segment. I want to thank Stephen Merriweather, the world's developer. Stephen Merriweather, the world's developer. I'll say it again. For coming on and telling me about billionaires and their freaking hundreds of thousands to get to space. Fuck Jeff Bezos. But, yeah, that's all I got for you on this today, this podcast. This is a Modern Man Podcast. We're presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. Remember, go check out Fargo Watch Party, Modern Woman Podcast. I'll see you next week. I'm J.D. Farrell.